Well, Laker fam, buckle up because free agency hasn't even officially started yet, and there are already a million and one rumors on who wants to join the purple and gold this offseason. Welcome to the Laker Hand Podcast. I am here with the one, the only, a very fired up, may I add, co-host, Laker Dad. Dad, you are very fired up. There's been a lot of a lot of names thrown into the mix uh, in regards to who is going to be joining the Lakers. A lot of point guards in particular. So I think we should just kind of start off here. It's pretty clear that the Lakers are going to be trying their hardest to sign a big-time point guard this offseason. Yeah, Hannah, you know, I am very excited, to be honest with you. It, it just uh, seems crazy. The Lakers are always linked to top free agents, so, but it seems this year so many names are being thrown around, and it's just so unclear how it's all going to turn out. There's a hundred different ways it could turn out. Hopefully the Lakers will be able to pull a little magic off and, and get a real upgrade at the point guard position because it certainly appears that Dennis Schroeder is on his way out. Yeah, it definitely does, um, especially after reports came out just yesterday that him and Kyle Kuzma and really just Dennis Schroeder and the whole team were kind of feuding, didn't really get along that well. So definitely seems like Schroeder is on his way out. But, Dad, I just want to kind of name some names that have been linked to the Lakers in the last 24, 48 hours. Uh, we got Russell Westbrook. We've got Chris Paul who is uh, fresh off his unfortunate loss in the finals. We've got Spencer Dinwiddie. We've got Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, we've got just about everyone. I mean, of course, Lonzo Ball is still in there. Of course, Damian Lillard is still, you know, thrown in the mix. We have so many guys right now who are reportedly really interested in joining the Lakers. Dad, let's just kind of start off with the two maybe biggest well-known names in that group, and that's Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. What do you think about either one of those guys potentially coming and joining the Purple and Gold this next season? You know, Hannah, uh, it seems like such a long shot, but then again, when you think about it, there's some reason to maybe be a little bit optimistic if you are a fan of those two guys. First of all, um, let's talk about the Suns. My, my first thought was, here's Chris Paul making $44 million a year, you know, uh, 36 years old. He's the same age as LeBron. So putting aside, I, I mean, I think you and I agree, Hannah, we're not that big on Chris Paul at age 36, but a lot of people are talking like Chris Paul is the missing element. He's going to put us over the top. But you think to yourselves, the Lakers can't sign him as a free agent because he's going to demand too much money. They'd have to do a sign-in trade. And the question is, why would the Phoenix Suns, you know, our arch enemy, possibly want to trade Chris Paul to the Lakers? And the answer is, if they don't, he may just walk away and they get nothing. And that may be enough of a persuasion to get them to, you know, take a package that we might offer them. You know, listen, here's the thing. Obviously, Chris Paul, and I know this, many people may think I'm crazy for saying this, he's not really my first choice in just the fact that he's older you know and I would prefer that I would rather get a younger guy to be able to pair with AD kind of for the future I don't really want to be kind of going on this year-by-year basis where we're constantly having to change the entire team because we're just kind of signing guys on short-term deals uh, but I mean obviously it's Chris Paul he's going to go down as one of the best point guards to ever play in the league and if this was Chris Paul you know back gosh what was it now eight years ago maybe a little bit less, where he was supposed to come to the Lakers initially, and then that trade was, of course, vetoed, then I would be all for it. But, you know, there's a little skepticism with me and the Lakers signing Chris Paul just because he is older. And, you know, I know a lot of people would think, you know, there's no way he's going to come to the Lakers. But after just losing to the finals, and it was pretty shocking, honestly. I think a lot of us really thought the Suns were 
pretty easily going to win this series, you know, that's probably, he realizes his last shot at winning the title. And I'm sure as his career is winding down, he's going to want to come and play for a contender. You know, he's obviously good friends with LeBron James. So I'm sure those two are talking. LeBron saying, hey, you know, come on the Lakers and let's go win this title this next year. Let's get you your ring before you finally retire. And it's just, it's hard. It's, it's hard for me to say, you know, I don't want Chris Paul because he's obviously one of the best point guards in the league. But again, he is just older and I get a little bit nervous. He's always kind of injured. He's always struggled with a ton of injuries. I just get a little bit nervous. But dad, another big, big name that came up is Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on Russell Westbrook coming and joining the Lakers? Well, that seems a little more far-fetched to me, although there were a lot of rumors about it earlier this week. Uh, Russell Westbrook, unlike Chris Paul, who's a free agent, he's still under contract for a while. So, you know, he doesn't have a lot of leverage here. And, and you think to yourself, why would the Washington Wizards want to give up on him? He, he played very, very well for them last year, especially the second half of the season where they came from nowhere to make the, to make the playoffs. So, you know, but then again, strong rumors earlier this week that the Lakers were offering Dennis Schroeder in a sign-and-trade, THT in a sign-and-trade, and, and Kyle Kuzma. And you think to yourselves, well, I don't know. The Wizards probably aren't going anywhere anyway. You know, maybe they want to get a little bit younger and, and pick up three solid rotation players. I don't know. Uh, still seems a little far-fetched to me, but not impossible. Yeah, this one seems, I mean, a little bit far-fetched to me. But again, you know, I think in terms of the the Washington Wizards would definitely be more inclined to trade Russell Westbrook for what the Lakers can offer than I think the Suns could because you know the Wizards are like you said dad they're not going anywhere I mean I would I would love though honestly if you're going to pick any player from the Wizards I'd love to get Bradley Beal but I mean that looks like a, a super long shot but you know Russell Westbrook coming and joining this team I don't know if it's it's a great fit I know it's I sound crazy saying this dad but it's just like you know, Westbrook's a guy who loves to have his ball, loves to have the ball in his hands. Um, he wants to lead, be the leader of the team. And we already have LeBron James. And then we've got Anthony Davis, who we want to eventually, you know, hopefully this next season kind of establish himself as the leader of this team for the Lakers' future. It just seems like, you know, a, a lot of guys who want to be the number one guy on this team. And I just get a little bit nervous sometimes about how the chemistry will fit if Westbrook comes and joins LeBron and, and AD for us. Yeah, I I think a lot of the experts feel the same way. They love Russ, but they don't love him on the Lakers with the fit. Let's talk about some other guys, Hannah. I'm pretty bullish on DeMar DeRozan, to be honest with you. I think, you know, he kind of flies under the radar, but the reality of the situation is he's been a 20-plus point-per-game scorer his entire career. You know, he's not a great three-point shooter, and that's, you know, his one, you know, flaw, but he's a deadly mid-range shooter. You know, he's a good, you know, ball handler. He gets a lot of assists. You know, solid, solid, you know, kind of lower echelon all-star type player, you know, and his, and his salary is not outrageous. I think he gets about $28 million a year, which is a lot of money, but not like the $44 million you have to pay for, you know, Russell Westbrook or or, uh, or uh, Chris Paul. So I don't know. What do you think about DeMar DeRozan? I, I kind of like the idea. You know, it's interesting because today rumors really heated up uh, between DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, his former teammate, wanting to come and join the, the Lakers. And it's interesting because, you know, a lot of reports were also saying that DeMar DeRozan is even considering taking a pay cut to come and join the Lakers. Obviously, Southern California native. He's, you know, a huge Kobe Bryant fan his whole life, huge Laker fan his whole life. I know the guy really wants to come and play for the Lakers. It's just, it's kind of going to depend, honestly, you know, if he's willing to take that pay cut because... A lot of people are saying, you know, listen, the Lakers 
could only really offer him their mid-level exception, which is, I think, about $5.3 million, unless, of course, they do a sign and trade for him, um, which could be a possibility. You know, they could offer that same kind of package that they offered Russell Westbrook um, to the San Antonio Spurs for him, and maybe they would be more inclined to take that. But, you know, Dad, I do like DeMar DeRozan. I wish he was a better three-point shooter because the Lakers desperately need that. But, again, he's an amazing scorer. Like you said, has averaged, you know, 20-plus points pretty much his entire career. So he would definitely be able to help us out scoring-wise. So that's for sure. He's he's a great bet. I, I like DeMar DeRozan a lot. I'm kind of interested, though. Dad, what do you think about him and Kyle Lowry both coming and joining this Lakers team? Yeah, they're, they're not going to be able to afford both guys. I mean, to me, that's sort of pie in the sky. Now, again, Lowry is a really good player. He's more of a traditional point guard than DeMar DeRozan, who's more of a combo guard. But Lowry, again, is 35, maybe close to 36 years old. I'm very, very reluctant to have to get rid of whatever remaining young talent is left on this team, which is very little to begin with, for a guy who's 35 or 36 years old. That's my problem with Chris Paul, as great a pro and all-star and Hall of Famer that Chris Paul is. I'm just so reluctant to trade the only young assets that the Lakers have left. You know, you know if, they, if they pulled off like a, a Chris Paul trade, it's very possible that the youngest player on the team next year for the Lakers could be like 27, 28 years old. That's how old they're going to be. It could be Anthony Davis. Yeah, or or, T, or or KCP, if KCP is still around. Those would be the youngest guys on the team. I mean, that that's just not healthy. I, I don't think that's healthy. I'm, I'm nervous, again, about adding a guy as, as great as, you know, a, a Chris Paul is or, you know, Westbrook is at the kind of very end of how far I'm willing to go in terms of age. And I think Lowry's about, uh, Lowry is older than that. DeMar DeRozan, I think, is a little younger. He's around Westbrook's age, I believe. So I'm just really reluctant to go much older than 32, 33 years old. No, I I completely agree with you there, Dad. I mean, I don't want us to get in a situation where all of a sudden, you know, LeBron retires and we don't have that complimentary piece for Anthony Davis um, and our future. And also, you know, with the older guys, we would have to, we'd be signing them on these short-term contracts. And again, I don't really want to have to keep seeing new faces every single season. You know, I know it makes it exciting in the off season, but I'd like to at some point have some sort of stability, especially for Anthony Davis. I mean, if we want AD to, to really excel with this team, we're going to have to, you know, pair him with a guy who they can kind of make this little run together for the long-term future. But, Dad, there was another name that has been thrown out and recently linked to the Lakers, and that's a Spencer Dinwiddie. So, obviously opted out of his contract with the Brooklyn Nets, um, said he wanted to be a free agent this season, a pretty uh, nice-scoring point guard. What do you, what do you think about uh, Dinwiddie? Well, Dinwiddie, again, is coming off of a major injury, uh, and so you always have to be a little worried about that. But, you know, before that, he's a very, very solid player. He's still a young guy, and that and that's good news. I mean, age-wise, he's the right age, and he's a talented guy. There's no question about it. He's, you know, I don't know if you know this, he went to Taft High School out here in the Valley, uh, the San Fernando Valley. So, you know, he's a native. Uh, you know, if we got Dinwiddie, assuming he's in, in good uh, health, I think that would be a great pickup. But, again, I, I don't know... 
how much money it's going to take to get him, or if, again, we'd be talking about a sign-in trade. These sign-in trades are hard to pull off. So, again, I don't know how realistic it is, but if we ended up with Dinwiddie, I mean, again, he's the best age of all those guys. He's the youngest of all those guys. Okay, so, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, obviously, though, I think if we did sign Dinwiddie, we would know without a shadow of a doubt that he was 100% healthy. Um, and, again, he's got a lot more kind of going for him in terms of he's younger. He's that point guard position that we, you know, really desperately need. Um, and I like, you know, the fact that he is younger, but again, coming off an injury, it just, it does make things a little bit more tricky, a little bit more difficult. Dad, I'm curious, you know, obviously we mentioned a ton of names in this show tonight and who out of these guys, I mean, if, if you could just kind of take your pick, who would you be picking from these guys right now? You know, Hannah, taking all factors into consideration, it has nothing to do with, you know, how great a player they've been or whatever. I'm, I'm going to put Chris Paul and uh, Kyle Lowry at the bottom of my list only because of their age. Uh, I, I think I'm going to say DeMar DeRozan or or uh, Russell Westbrook, although Westbrook is not the greatest fit because he's just not a great shooter, but he's such a great dynamic player. I, I'm going to say, uh, you know, between the three of them, I'm, I'm going to put uh, DeMar DeRozan and Russell Westbrook first, and, and Spencer Dinwiddie, again, he'd be a great addition too. I'm going to put him a, a step below those two guys. Yeah, I think if Dinwiddie is healthy, I think my list maybe goes DeMar DeRozan, uh, Dinwiddie, if, of course, if we have that, you know, clean bill of health, and then maybe Westbrook. I just It's hard because I don't think he's going to get along well with this team. I just don't think it'll be the, the you know, egos are going to kind of all mesh together and the chemistry is going to be good, and I just get really nervous about that because I think at the end of the day, a lot of it does come down to chemistry, and we saw that, you know, it was one of the main reasons, I think at least, besides the injuries that the Lakers just had such a bad season this season. But you know what, Dad? It's pretty obvious that this is going to be an extremely exciting, nerve-wracking, gut-wrenching offseason. And you know, at the end of the day, the Lakers have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, so we know a lot of these guys are going to want to come and join them to try to get a championship. Can I say one more thing? You know, Hannah, I, so I read a poll the other day, surprisingly enough, where it was ranked which which point guard the Lakers are most likely to get in the offseason. And they had the top choices were guys we haven't even mentioned. The top choice was Patty Mills from the San Antonio Spurs. Number two was Goran Dragic from the Miami Heat. Apparently the the pundits think that the Lakers have are, are high on the list to get those guys. Of course, that probably means they struck out on the others. But, uh, you know, it, the exciting part about the next two weeks is this really could go anyway. Yeah, no, and it's definitely going to be extremely exciting. And I think it's becoming clearer and clearer that the Lakers are really going to go all in on trying to get another point guard. Um, if that'll be the end-all result, we don't really necessarily know. But I think just from everything kind of coming together that that's where the Lakers' head is at, which is a smart place to be because, as we all know, we need a point guard, and I think it just doesn't bode well for Dennis Schroeder, but, you know, I'm fine to see him go. But I'm curious, you guys, out of all of these names that we've thrown in the show tonight, and I know there have been so many, who do you think would be the best fit for the Los Angeles Lakers this next season? Who do you think is the most realistic get for the Lakers? Let me know. You can message me on my Instagram, at Kulik or on Twitter, at Hannah underscore Kulik. And I think that's going to be it for tonight's show. Until next time, Laker Han and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.